Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Come on, man. I love our church. Man, I love our production team. Give it up for our production team. Man, I love our worship team. Give it up for our worship team. I love our greeters, our host, our A-team. I love what God is doing here at Avenue Church. How many here you love your church? I love my church. I love what God is doing here every single week. My name is Pastor Jeremy, along with my wife. Man, we just had the honor of pastoring this great church, a fabulous church. Again, if you're a first-time guest, can we just welcome you? Thank you. Thanks for being here today. So great to see you, meet you. Hope you can, we can do life with you right here at Avenue Church. But man, I love my church. I'm pumped for all that God is doing. And here's kind of my, here's my deal. How come we can't love our church? Right? If you're like somebody's like, I love my church. Like, okay, you're in a cult. Like, you're in a weird thing. Like, I don't know what's going on with you. Like, like all the church wants is just everything from you. But how many know, I think it's okay to love your church. Anybody with me this morning? I love this church. I love this church. I love seeing everyone in their shirts today. I love seeing our kids in their shirts. The bibs. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right? The bibs are awesome. It's amazing to see that. Why? Because we can wear this on any day of the week and begin to say, yeah, I love my church. I really love my church. See, I think it's okay for us to love lots of things, right? Uh, for me, I love funnel cake. Anybody out there that love funnel cake? Some of you are like, yes, you do, Pastor. Yes, you do, Pastor. Calm down. Right? I love funnel cake. Where's that up? I love funnel cake. I got, tell, I got a funnel cake story. All right? I love funnel cake so much that we went to a fair over here in the southwest part of town where they had hot air balloons. I went online and said they got a funnel cake truck. I'm there. I'm your guy. And so we went there, and it was jam-packed. We drove around for like 10, 20 minutes looking for a parking spot, and my wife was like, let's just go home. I was like, fuck, babe, funnel cake. So we went home. We did not get funnel cake that night. Then we went to Legoland in California. In Legoland, I pulled up at the front gate for paper parking, and my only question was, Where's the funnel cake at? You have funnel cake here? And she went, um, I think I do. Yeah, I mean, like, I think so. I was like, where? Where's the funnel cake? She said, at the aquarium. Legos, Legoland's got three areas, dry area, wet area, and the aquarium. So the day one, we go to the dry area, do all the rides. I'm like, come on, can we, can we just go, can we go on the funnel cake ride? And then the second day, we don't want the water park. And then the third day, we went to the aquarium. I'm not an aquarium guy. That's cool if you are. You know what I mean? Like, Fish, cool. Funnel cake. Where's the funnel cake? And we go to the end, it's at the very end, all right? It's kind of like, I don't go anywhere unless there's a gift shop at the end, all right? I'll go hiking with you if there's a gift shop at the end. And so I get there, and I go, hey, I want funnel cake. And she goes, I'm sorry, we don't have funnel cake, we have churros. I said, you sit on your throne of lies. You not dare deceive me, but the churro, you know what I mean? I like churros, but funnel cake, baby. I love Funnel cake, so there's none there. Then we go to Disneyland, right? I used to have two kids. I gave one away just to pay for Disneyland tickets, all right? And so my son and I, we went to Disneyland. And how many know, right there on that map, funnel cake, happiness. It's like highlighted. It's circled. It's got rainbows going to it. Funnel cake store. So I'm like, let's go on the funnel cake ride. My son's like, what's that? It's a magical ride. And so we... So we go up to the funnel cake place. I got my map. I'm like, where is it? It's in the old cowboy area or whatever. And all of a sudden, I look up, and it says, under construction, no funnel cake. An angel lost his wings, right? Like, are you serious? And then I took my son to uh, Town Square. We played 
game works, and we were walking downtown square to look at the Raiders store. Come on, somebody. Look at the Raiders store. Last service, they were like, shut up. I was like, okay, sorry. So we're going to the Raider store, and there's a funnel cake stand right there. And the guy was buff, too. He's like, you want funnel cake? I was like, if it looks like, if I look like you eating funnel cake, hook it up, bro. He was like, funnel cake, you know. I love funnel cake, and that's okay. I love football. I mean, love NFL. I loved the NFL. I love watching NFL. I love participating in that, like yelling and screaming. I, I love the NFL. I love the Chicago Bears. I do not like the Packers. Behind me is an image of the Raiders beating the Packers on Friday. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, I know. I know Aaron Rodgers on the sideline smoking didn't even play. I know. But give it to us, all right? Give it to us. I love the NFL. I love funny memes. I mean, like internet memes, like you go in there, here's a funny one. And no matter how bad of a mood I'm in, I'll just like, when you're upset, just imagine a T-Rex making a bet. That's awesome. Just a little hands right there, like, like a T-Rex dance, like make the bet. Crap. Yeah, I love memes or gifts. I love those things. They, they make me happy. How many know I love Las Vegas? How many love your city? I love Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas. And let me tell you this, I legitimately love Las Vegas. For some of us here, you're like, God brought you here to the city, and you're like, I love Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas. I hate Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas. I hate it here. I love Las Vegas. It's freaking hot. I love Las Vegas. Like, it's okay, all right? We got to pay the price to live in the promised land. Come on. It's okay. I love my city, though. I love what God is doing in this city. I believe the best is truly yet to come. Students, you love Fortnite. Stop it. Stop it, right? Fortnite, you love shopping. How many love shopping, right? You love something in your life. Therefore, I think it's okay for us to love our church. I love my church. But you know why I love my church? Not only is it incredible, not only is it amazing every single Sunday, not only do we get to see God do incredible miracles, but I love my church because Jesus died for the church 2,000 years ago on a cross for you and me today so we can have the free gift of salvation in Jesus' name. He started a movement called the local church. I love my church. I love what God is doing at Avenue Church. I love what God is doing in this city. So every week we see people knowing God, not knowing church, not knowing this, but knowing who God is. We see people every week finding freedom. It's a journey. It's a process. But they're finding freedom, jumping into groups, sharing their life. We see people discovering their purpose. Even this last service, we had a growth track graduates, a husband and wife. They graduated from growth track, and they're serving at first through fifth. I love seeing them in there. It was just great joy to my heart. Why? Discovering your purpose, that you were created on purpose, for a purpose, but they're making a difference. That every single week, people are making a difference. Right here at Avenue Church, you're making a difference by being here. You're making a difference by serving. You're making a difference by your giving. You're making a difference by social media, things you're putting out there. Why? Because we love our church. So write this down. If you've got notes today, check in on Facebook. You don't have to Facebook down here. You can Facebook right here. Check in on Facebook, Twitter. Tweet this. Take your notes. Get your Bibles out. And I want to be able to share our heart on why I love this church. Why I love my church. Write this down. Number one, church should be enjoyed, not endured. How many agree with me on that one? Church should be enjoyed, 
not endured. It should be enjoyable to come to church. It should be something that's fun. I don't know about you, but I grew up in a great church, but I had to endure it a little bit. I was like, dear God, get over with this. Like, let's go. Come on, somebody. Psalms 122, verse uh, 2. I love what Psalm says in the message version. Chapter, chapter 122, verse 1 and 2. It says, when they said, when they said, let's go to the house of God, my heart leapt, my heart leaped for joy. I was excited to go to the house of God. Why? Because it's what Jesus is doing right here in the local church. Why? Because God is changing lives every single Sunday. I believe that there, if there, there, there is joy in our heart because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. But if you don't enjoy going to church, we have to say, what's the cause? What's going on? Because the Bible says that the gospel literally means the good news. The good news. Good news. Sometimes you don't always hear the good news, right? You're like, wow, that wasn't very good. The good news. I remember receiving probably one of the best news in my life was when my wife came to me. This is the very first time she came to me and she said, babe, we're pregnant. She said, we, like I did something, right? We're pregnant. I was like, what? I began to celebrate. I got excited. Why? Because new life was coming into my life, right? A new life plus my identity was going to be changed from Jeremy to Daddy. Why? We got excited for good news. How many know we should get excited about celebrating spiritual new life in Jesus Christ? That every week God is changing people's identity. That every week God is saying, man, we're going to take you from here into your next step. We're going to change your life, and we're going to be able to make a difference in your life. That Jesus came and died for us so that we could celebrate new life. Can you help me celebrate for something for just a second? Last Sunday, I wasn't even here, and last Sunday we had 23 people get water baptized to say, you know what? I have new life in Christ Jesus. And so we're going to watch a recap video our production team made. And here's what I want you to watch out of those 23. That, watch their faces as they're coming out of that water. And you're saying, that's the good news of Jesus Christ. Check this out. Come on. Awesome. How awesome is that? 
How awesome is that? That is the good news of Jesus. That is what God is doing at Avenue Church. I got to tell you, one of those little boys named Victor, he came to Avenue Church where one of his family members dropped him off from one of our A-teamers. And he was here, and he went to Avenue Kids. How many know Avenue Kids? Something amazing is going on in our kids' area. It's incredible. And so he goes to that area, and all of a sudden he comes to his one of the A-teamers, who's his, I believe, aunt, and he says, uh, I want to get water baptized because we're talking about it in there. And, he, and she's like, oh, oh, you know, like, like I, okay, and I'll tell your mom and your dad. And long story short, he came on that Sunday, and he brought his parents, he brought his family, he brought grandma and grandpa. They got water baptized with him. Why? Because they're celebrating new life. One of them never been baptized before. Why? That's the good news. That is called enjoying church and not enduring church. Like we have joy in this house. You know, many, 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 many years ago, coal miners would go into, the, into a mine. They would mine into these caves. And, and back in those days, they didn't have the technology to be able to detect carbon monoxide or methane. So there was a lot of accidents and explosions. In France, and I believe in the 1800s in France, uh, there was in 1906, excuse me, in France, there was an explosion that killed 1,100 miners because they never detected the gas. And so what they did to solve that problem was they brought in canneries, these little birds in cages, and they would bring them in. Can you imagine, like, his miner with a, with a bird? Like, what's up? How you doing? And he would bring in these birds, and they would work in the minefields with birds in cages. And these canneries would sing and chirp, and it began to change the atmosphere inside the cave as they're working, chirp, chirp, and it's joyful sound. But then they said canneries be able to detect those gases or the carbon monoxide or the methane or, uh, yeah, not methane, i got to say this right, or the, say awkward, and so they would detect the gases that would explode, and, right, I don't even know, methane, that was correct, methane, well, make sure I was in like, metatose, what are you talking about, right, so the birds would detect those gases, and, but what happened is, they would stop singing, and they would even stop flying in their cage, and they would begin to fall down in their cage and begin to suffocate. How many know that when you start losing your joy, I believe you're spiritually suffocating, that something is happening in your life where we need to take a step back and say, where is my joy of the Lord? Where is that good news in my life? Church can be enjoyed, not endured, because we have every reason to celebrate. I heard an illustration of Pastor Tober. He preached one Sunday morning and and pastors, I mean, you know, they put a lot of time in the sermon and a lot of time in the production value. And a great team comes, right? And we serve, all those things. And so he did a sermon. And he's like, I felt pretty good. So he got off the stage. And there's this uh, little old lady came up to him. And she said, excuse me, pastor. She goes, I have a problem. And he was like, oh, no. Like, what's, what's the matter? What's your problem? And she goes, I got a problem. And she said, uh, my problem is, is that I have to wait until next Sunday to come back to your church. I enjoy your church. How many know that should be a problem at Avenue Church where people are sad and bummed that they'll wait another week? Why? Because church should be enjoyed, not endured. Write this down. Church should be inspiring. Church should be inspiring. That we should be inspired when we're here. It should be a place where people experience the presence of God. It should be a place where there's hope and there's healing. 
I've heard countless stories, even somebody last week, that she believed that God spoke to her heart and said, give this amount. And so she gave that amount. She was like, man, that's a big sacrifice to go to that giving box and give that amount. And she said later on, a couple hours later, somebody called and they said, here's the exact amount for that sale that you were trying to expect. It went over and beyond what she gave that day. Why? That's inspiring. It's inspiring when people get healed in our services. It's inspiring what God can do. I'm inspired and honored to see God change lives. I want to encourage you that every week, I mean, last Sunday we saw great growth. Today we're seeing great growth. But as our church grows bigger, I want to encourage you that every number is a, is a name and every name is a story. There's some many, many powerful stories here at Avenue Church. And so I want to inspire you this morning by sharing the story of Lorenzo and Alita, real quick. Hi, I'm Lorenzo. And I'm Alita. So we actually, uh, one morning, um, not too long after my grandfather had passed away, um, we decided that we, you know, we really, really wanted to seek out a church that we can really call home. I had always talked about going to church. I'd be like, we need to go back to church. Like, we need to go. But it was never like a, a serious thing before. When we heard about Avenue um, through actually a couple friends that we had recommended, people that we used to go to school with, and we had a few different options for churches that we really wanted to go to, and we just felt really drawn to go to Avenue. And, um, I remember the first time walking into the uh, worship experience um, and just hearing you know, the music. It was super powerful. Um, worshiping just felt really comfortable. Um, you know, We were encouraged you know, to raise our hands and just to, to, lift, to lift it up and give it all to God, and I felt... Um, in that point in time in my life, I, I did. I had a lot of things I needed to, to release to him. Really getting to feel the presence of God to uh, worship experience. After we left, we went to breakfast and we were just like, so are we going to go back? <laughs> and you know, we immediately felt like it was a place that we can call home. Um, it was just so welcoming. Everybody was so friendly. When my grandfather was passing, I realized, um, you know, how much of a tough time it was, but how beautiful it could be and the beautiful things that could come out of it. I had a decision to make at that point. Um, to pursue him more or to pursue um, just means that would temporarily fulfill me. And I, I found God and I rediscovered what my relationship was with him. My relationship with Jesus has changed. Um, I feel like I learned how to love again, knowing how God loves me and how I can love somebody else. When I was growing up, you know, it was all about behaviors, behavior, behavior, behavior. I never knew that you could have a relationship with Jesus. You know, living your life with him, you know, knowing who he is, why he's done the things he's done for us. Wow, like I don't deserve this, but I know that, you know, I'm striving to be holy every day. I think for me, um, I really had to learn how to love God before I could really learn how to tr truly love you. Um, I think I was caught up in a steep place of depression, laying into alcohol and um, just and um, it really put me in a place that I know I never want to be again. And I know that through love and relationship and just being around some amazing people, it's just opened so many different doors for me to learn how to love myself and learn how much God loves me and that I don't have to be sad or depressed, that there's a beautiful thing that can come out of some of the, some of the most hard times in our life. If we hadn't found Avenue, I think that my journey, at least, you know, I don't think that we would be getting married. Um, I think that our relationship wouldn't be in the place that it is right now. I grew up in a Christian school. I grew up with God there. 
but I never had a relationship with him. I think that if I wouldn't have found Avenue, my life would be in a very different place and a very difficult place. Our church is a place where we can, you know, call home. And, you know, it is a home away from home. I look forward to coming every Sunday just because I get to see my friends, you know, everyone that I love. I can look forward to those things. <laughs> I know we talked about it, but I, I really love my church just for the community that it offers us and the people make it so worth it. It's just been a great experience to, to get to know God better, uh, to get to know um, our relationship with Him, and to get to know um, what differences we can make for other people that may not know Jesus Christ in their lives, and what uh, impacts we can make for them in their journeys as well, too. This is Lorenzo. And I'm Alita. And, and we, we love, love our church. church. Come on. Come on. See, I'm, I'm honored and inspired by what God is doing. And throughout these next couple of weeks, you've got to keep hearing a story every Sunday of what God is doing. Why? Because it's inspiring. It's amazing what God can do right here at Avenue Church. There's a song we sing called, Jesus, You Change Everything. And how many know he'll change everything? I'm inspired by our A-team. I want to show one, just a little quick one. But one Sunday morning, we were getting ready. And, and, and as we rent this facility, we have an amazing partnership with Opportunity Village, but we set up a tank overnight for water baptisms inside this building. And on Sunday, Sunday morning, Pastor Monica called me, and she said the tank flooded. The pump came out, and it filled the entire auditorium. It filled from water. And so we baptized the entire place. And I want you to see that in that video. When I came in, I was like, oh, my goodness. I wasn't being inspired. I was a little like, no, what happened? And all of a sudden, our entire team, greeters, Avenue Kids uh, teamers, I mean, production, worship, every single A-teamer showed up, squeegees with towels on their feet. And we cleaned this entire place, getting it ready for the one, getting it ready for someone to walk in this experience and to experience Jesus Christ. I was inspired. It didn't even rain that day, all right? It rained in here, all right? It was crazy. But I was inspired by our team. So church should be inspiring, but also church should equip you for your Monday. This is my promise to you, that we, I want to equip you every single Sunday for your Monday. Now, I want, my goal is for you to be sitting in your desk or sitting at home or sitting in your car and you're in an environment or a situation or something happens and all of a sudden you remember Sunday's message. You remember in your notes. You remember in that Facebook check-in post and say, man, that's exactly what my pastor was talking about. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Are they spying on me? If you have Alexa, I might be, all right? But no. Are they spying on me? Are they hearing me out? But how many know that's the power of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need to hear. He, needs, he knows when you, need it to hear, when, when you need to hear it. And I believe that we want to equip you for your Monday. I've had a lot of people come back and say, man, your message last Sunday, it was good, but it got better during the week. I was like, what do you mean by that? Because it happened to be exactly what happened to me that week. I needed to hear that message. There's, we're doing a series after this, I Love My Church series. And the series is going to be called Asking for a Friend. Asking for a Friend. For example, if you say, hey, I, I have a question. So I'm going to text the word ASK to 
8280. And I'm going to text and say, um, Avenue or Pastor Jeremy, um, where in Las Vegas is Funnel Cake? I'm asking for a friend, all right? I'm asking for a friend. What we want you to do is we want you to text this number right now, write it down, save it to your phone. It will be on our website tomorrow. But what I want you to do is I want you to ask any question that you want to ask. I'm talking hard topics. I'm talking fun topics. Help your pastor out. But I want you to ask topics. And what we're going to do is we're going to compile all your questions. And what we're going to do is we're going to put them into categories. And what we want to do is then we want you to vote on those questions. We want you to vote on those topics. And then as we vote, we're going to be preaching every week on your questions in the month of late September and October. Why? Because we want to equip you for your Monday. Say, all right, I got you, okay? Because we want you to know that we want you to be equipped. In Romans chapter 12, in the message version, it says this, take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Give it to God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. I want you to catch this. To your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, instead, I want you to fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Just like Lorenzo and Alita, changed from the inside out. Just like those water baptisms we saw last week, changed from the inside out. I want you to take your ordinary life and place it before God. That is the best thing we can do. It's not works. I got to do a bunch of things to receive God's gift of salvation. It's saying, God, I give you my life. I place it before you. What does that mean? That means I need to fix my eyes on Jesus. For some of us, it starts on Sunday. For some of us, it starts every single morning in our prayer, in our devotional. But I want to encourage you, the best way and the easiest way to fix your eyes on God, to take your ordinary life, your sleeping and your eating, and giving it to Him is by doing life with others. That as our church grows bigger and bigger, we're going to grow smaller and smaller with groups. Groups is what we do. I mean, you heard my wife say it. We're not a church with groups. Hey, everybody, is so awesome. By the way, we've got groups over there, kind of like the redheaded stepchild, like over there. No, we are a church with groups. It is who we are. Are. So I encourage you, do your life with a group. It, here's my challenge for you today. That as you begin to do life with your group, i got to tell you, uh, we have several groups. I, I, I even need help. I need someone to do a basketball group. That's all I want you to do is basketball. Help me out, okay? A basketball group. We have 30 and unders in my house. We're going to be doing 30 and unders group. We're going to be doing men's lunch group. We're going to be doing wife life group. Come on, somebody. The girls are in the house. But as we begin to do life with others, we are encouraged to say, you know what? Help me to fix my eyes on God. That I want to be equipped for Monday, but I need little reminders along the, along the weekday. Then you need someone you can call up and say, hey, I'm struggling. He needs someone to say, man, I, I'm having a hard time fixing my eyes on Jesus. All I see is the storms. All I see is the drama and the pain. But I need someone to just remind me where Jesus is. I need someone to equip me in this life. Here's the next one. It's church should be a place where people accept Jesus because he first accepted us. 
because he first accepted us. I love my church because this is the place of healing. But I love my church because there's no dress code. I love my church because it doesn't matter what you look like. I love my church because this is the place where you can belong before you believe. I love my church because God is setting people free. I love my church because Jesus loved us before we even knew that we needed him. I love my church because God is healing and setting people free. And now they're making a difference through Jesus Christ. I love my church, but I love my Jesus. I love that my Jesus will go to where no one else wants to go. I love that my Jesus set the example for us. In Matthew chapter 9, I want to read this to you as I close today. But in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, here's a great story of Jesus accepting someone before they accepted him. I want you to grasp that. Jesus accepting someone before they accepted him. And it says this, that as Jesus went on from there, he went on a, on a little journey, a little tour with his band, the disciples. And he goes to a town. And this is what he says. He saw a man named Matthew, a tax collector. I want to encourage you today. If you have your Bible out, get your Bible app, whatever you're using, I want you to underline saw. He saw Matthew. I want you to even put your name there. He saw Jeremy. He saw Lorenzo, Alita, he saw Victor, he saw Matthew, that God knows exactly where you are. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's right next to you. He's right in there with you, but he sees exactly what you're going through. And this Bible says that Jesus goes to this tax collector, and he says, Matthew, and he looks up, and he says, follow me. Follow me. And Matthew got up and he followed Jesus. Here's what I want you to understand. Tax collector back in those days, 2,000 years ago, tax collector was one of the lowest forms of life. Tax collector was somebody you look at and you'd be like, do not stay near that man. Do not go near him. I mean, they had three, uh, three one of the worst, three people in the world back then was like sinners, right, Samsung Galaxy users, and tax collectors. <laughs> Terrible people. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, that's heresy. All right, that tax collectors and sinners. Those were the worst people. I mean, prostitutes be like, Matthew, you need to chill out. Like, Matthew, you need to get your life right. And so here's his disciples walking with Jesus, and Jesus says, Matthew, he's sitting by himself at a tax collector's table, and he says, follow me. And so they get up, and they follow Jesus. He follows Jesus. Now, here's what I love about Jesus saying, follow me is that that's a step. Jesus didn't say, hey, Matthew, hey, man, uh, come here. Uh, what you're doing is wrong. Uh, you're pretty messed up to be doing that, collecting people's money, and, and you really need to get your life right. You really need to change. Like, I knew what you did yesterday, last night, last summer, 10 years ago. Come on, bro, act right. Jesus didn't do that. He said, I want you to follow me. What is he doing? He gave Matthew a step. Here's a step. I want you to stay in close proximity with me. I want you to stay in close proximity with me. Because how many know the closer you get to Jesus, the more you just can't help but change. I've seen people come to Avenue Church and worship like this, and they're like, these people are crazy. What is wrong with these people? Why are they singing? Why are they doing all this? And then a couple months later, they're like, oh, dang it, right? I'm lifting my hands. I'm praising God. I'm getting crazy. Why? Because when you get closer to Jesus, you can't help but be changed from the inside out. 
So not only are the disciples, they're following Jesus. And Jesus says, Matthew, come follow me. And they're going, man, I, I don't know about this. I don't, like, he, he's not part of our group. He hasn't been with us this entire time. And why is he with us? And also Jesus says, Matthew, let's go to your house. We're going to break bread. We're going to eat together. And matter of fact, not only am I going to go to your house, I want you to invite everybody you know. And this is what the Bible says in verse 10. It says that while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. Jesus liked people that were nothing like him, and people that were nothing like him really liked Jesus. Why? Because that's how he is. I love you. I accept you before you accept me, before you love me. And this is what it says. And when the Pharisees saw this, they asked the disciples, what is, why does your teacher eat with them? Anytime you see Pharisee in the Scripture, I want you to think, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? Right? I want you to think that. Because the Pharisees back in those days were people that loved, they didn't love anybody but themselves. And they said, man, look what we're doing. We're elite. We're better. We're above all that because of what we do. How many know you don't see that here at Avenue Church? You will never see that here at Avenue Church, that we're not better than anybody. But matter of fact, we're the ones that were saved by grace through faith. We're the messed up ones that God has set us free, saved, and sanctified. That we walk away saying, I'm saved, I'm redeemed, and I'm a child of God. Why? Because God loved me before I loved him. And he set me free. I absolutely love this. That they're sitting there and they're enjoying this time and this dinner. And this is what Matthew chapter 9, verse 12 says. On hearing this, Jesus said, listen, guys, I'm eating with them because it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call sinners. And I want you to grasp this. Me personally, if I was Matthew eating with him and I got up and I left all that I knew and I followed him, I invited Jesus into my home, and you're eating my food. And you're sitting around with Jesus with your different friends and your sinners. For me personally, if I would have heard that, it's like, hey, it's not the healthy that need me. It's the sick. Like right here, these people. If I was Matthew, I'd be like, get out of my house. What are you doing judging me like that? Who do you think you are, right? But how many know Jesus, he connected before he corrected. He did life with Matthew and his buddies. Before he said, man, this is what's wrong with you. He never did that. He was a God of grace and a God of mercy. I love my church because we understand the heart of Jesus. I love my church because we say, come on through our doors. This could be a place where you can belong. And we're going to go on a journey together. We're going to take step by step by step. And we're going to see somebody, we're going to see people uh, get set free by Jesus Christ. Now how many know our church will continue to grow because it's a safe place to find hope and healing. I love my church because Jesus died for the local church. I love my church. I love my church. This week I was reading some Facebook reviews of our church. We get lots of emails. We get a lot of great accolades. I was reading through Facebook, and uh, Diane wrote a, wrote a review of us, and she wrote this. She said, what? What a phenomenal experience. That's exactly why we do what we do every single week. 
that just like Jesus, he's preparing a table for the one. I want you to notice, Matthew's at a tax collector's table, and Jesus said, come sit at my table. He said, what a phenomenal experience. Absolutely welcome me from the front door. I felt like an old friend, even though it was my first time visiting. That's accepting people before they accept us. Yamie wrote just a phenomenal review, knowing more of her story. She came to Avenue, and she left, and she wrote this review. She said, I felt something that I never felt before. It's hard to explain. Tears just kept running down my face. That these last years have been the hardest years of my life. I came home after Avenue, and I cried to my husband. He said, this is your calling. This is it. I wanted to hear and understand more. So I went on, I uploaded SoundCloud and iTunes podcast. I began to listen to past messages of Pastors Jeremy and Pastors Lindsay. She goes, I feel a sense of peace. I feel a sense of peace, a peace I have never felt before. My two little ones enjoyed the kids, enjoyed Avenue Kids, and we have reached out to join a group. Thank you, Avenue, for restoring my faith. I love our church. I love that people are coming here and getting healed. They're getting restored. I love our church that someone writes, you've restored my faith in Jesus Christ. I love what God is doing here in just a year and a half. Man, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm excited to see God build his church because the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell, you don't even stand a chance. I love my church. So I want to pray with you today, but here's my encouragement. Here's my encouragement. My encouragement for you today is not just to try something on. I want you to take a step. There's a pastor, and he told me an illustration of, of his friend who went shopping. He went shopping for T-shirts with his wife. Now, how many men in here like, like, we'll go shopping, sure, but don't make me try it on. Any dudes in here, like, you're with me on that one? Like, don't make me try it on. Like, want to try it on, honey? No, I'll just wear it. I don't care if it's big or small. But he goes to the dressing room, and how many know my wife does this? When I get in that dressing room, that's like a gateway drug. Like, all kind, all these other shirts are showing up. Like, stop bringing me shirts. So he's trying on clothes, and he comes out with one of them. And his wife goes, you know, like, oh, that's nice. I, yeah, I like that one. Pull that aside. We'll buy that one. Try on your other ones. So he goes back in. It comes back out. She's like, no, I don't really like that shirt. It's not, it doesn't look good on you. And Okay, fine. He goes back out. All of a sudden he comes back. And, and so she shows him. He, she's like, oh, that's a great shirt. Yeah, we'll buy that one too. So he goes in the dressing room and he comes back out. She goes, oh, that shirt is hideous. That's an ugly shirt. He goes, this is the one I put on this morning. Like I, like, I own this shirt. <laughs> but here's my encouragement to you today. That everybody, we got an I Love My Church shirt. We did the best we could, giving every single child, bibs, all that, all of us here. But here's my encouragement to you. And this is my challenge to you today, too. Is that don't just try something on. I want to encourage you to make a purchase. I want you to own this thing. By making a purchase, that's taking a step. By taking a purchase, that's saying, you know what, I'm going to join a group. 
maybe a purchase for you is I'm going to lead a group. I, maybe I used to or I think I can. We're not looking for the spiritually elite, please. You know, we're looking for those that can gather others for something that has a common interest. Maybe you're here today. Maybe your growth track scares you. Maybe you're like, I don't do classes. Neither do I. But growth track's a great place. It's not a class. But it's a great place to discover who you are and learn more about our church. Maybe your step today is, is to serve in the AT, able to make a difference. I know there's gifts in this room that are going to blow us away, but you're allowing fear or condemnation to pass to stop you from that. I'm asking you, don't try it on anymore. Let's make a purchase. Let's be able to take our next step. But here's one of the reasons why I love my church. This is the place where if you take a step and fall, we're not going to be like, what's wrong with you? We're going to help you right back up. And say, let's try again. Let's take another step. Let's try again. But the greatest step you could take today is accepting Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. To say, God, be Lord of my life. Because hear me out. Hear me out. I believe many have been hurt. You've trusted and that trust has been torn down. So I want to encourage you today. Will you place your trust again in Jesus? Will you say, God, I, I'm going to give you my life because I trust you. Change me from the inside out. Like just like those birds in that coal mine, I feel like I'm suffocating. I feel like I don't have any purpose or any hope or any joy. God, I give it to you. I'm going to restore me. Make me a new creation. In Christ Jesus. Will you stand with me, please? I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to pray over every single person. We're going to go into a song. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for who you are. God, thank you for what you're doing right here at Avenue Church. But Father, I pray for every single person. I pray for our church. That God, I thank you that we're an enjoyable church. Father, I thank you that we're an inspiring church. The people here inspire me. Father, I thank you that we're a church that equips, but most importantly, we're a church that loves people because you love people. That Jesus, you love this church. Maybe you're sitting here today and you feel hopeless. Maybe you're sitting here today and you feel like you've got no purpose, no joy. You're suffocating. And man, I would love to just pray for you. I would love to encourage you to get into a group, lead a group, go and join Growth Track, just to be able to find ways to have close proximity with Jesus. But if that is you here today, with every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody's looking around, just you and me, just your pastor, you can trust me. But if you're here today and you say, hey, pastor, that's me, I want you to put a hand up, put it right back down. Yes, I see that hand, thank you, put it down. I see that hand, thank you. Yes, I see that. Anyone else? I want to pray with you today. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. And I want us to all pray a prayer. And it's going to be a prayer of salvation. It's going to be a prayer of good news. It's going to be a prayer to say, God, change my life. Yes, I see that hand. Do something inside of me. Change me from the inside out. So I want everyone to pray this prayer out loud because we don't do life alone. Everyone, raise your voice and say, Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me before I knew you. Say, Jesus, today I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. Say, Jesus, you were raised for me. Now raise me to new life. Say, I'm tired of suffocating. I mean, I'm asking for joy in my life because I love you. Say, Jesus, I will follow you 
all the days of my life. Say, today, I now know who I am. Say, I am saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Say, I love my church. Everybody, everybody give God a praise today. Man, I love you guys. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to fill out a connect card. Let us know. But right now, my wife is doing small group leader training in the growth track room. Jump in there and say, you know what? I want to learn how to lead a group. We love you guys. I'm going to dismiss you today due to time. But, man, I'm so grateful you're here. Come back next week because it's going to get better and better every week, every single week. We love you guys. Enjoy your day. Thank you, worship team.